When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Paddock Blues podcast. I'm Paul and tonight I'm joined as ever by Jamie. How are you, mate? I'm all right, mate. Yeah, you? Yeah, I'm all right, mate. Can't complain. And we've got a, a new guest, a new speaker with us today. It's Lydia. How are you, Lydia? You okay? Hi. Yeah, are you? Yeah, sound. You know, I'm sorry we didn't get you on earlier. I know we, we promised to get you on in the summer and it's now freezing cold outside with snow yeah. and everything else. But listen, we've got you on eventually. So <laughs> yeah, welcome to... The Paddock Blues podcast. Thank you. I've been looking forward to get on. Um, it's it's nice to have a bit of space to speak to, to speak to other people, speak to other Evertonians. So, yeah, yeah. I've heard, I've heard you talking on the Everton spaces a few times. Uh, you've always got a lot to say, so hopefully <laughs> you've, you've got a lot to say on this one. But uh, yeah, you're a long-suffering Evertonian like the rest of us. And when we get new people on, we always ask them with the question, "Why the fucking hell do you support Everton? Why do you support Everton?" Um, so obviously from a young age, since I was very young and I was able to go to matches, um, I've gone with my dad. My dad's a um, lifelong Evertonian, so um, it's nice to share that with him. And um, he's brought me up basically going to the games, um, predominantly at home, because um, I live about ten minutes down the road from Goodison. Yeah. So it's like it's core memories really. As I'm getting older, um, it's nice to reminisce on back on. Going to go to Cern and watching the match and watching all the players in and out. So, yeah. Yeah. It's always your dad's fault, isn't it? It's my dad's fault. Always. <laughs> I still lose him now. I know, I know Jamie's got a bit of a. Him and his dad are there falling out weekly because of Everton. Like, same as I'm me resentful. and my dad. I, I look at my dad now and just, just think, why? Why have you done this to me? Well, listen, it's better than the alternative, isn't it? To be one of them. We don't want to be one of them, do oh, we? No. Let's oh, be honest. No, but uh, obviously we're here to talk about stuff that's happened this week in the world of Everton. I think it's been a bit of a slow week, me. For once, yeah. I know mm-hmm. the stuff and that come out today, and we'll go into it today. But obviously, the last time we were on was before Spurs. So, Jamie, I will start with you. Uh, just give us your initial reaction to Everton two Spurs two. What did you make of the game, and were you happy with the point? Uh, in the end, yeah. Uh, before the game, though, I think you'd have took a point. I think in the first 15, 20 minutes, Tottenham just passed the ball around. Just literally, we couldn't get near them. I'm thinking, oh no, this is going to be one of them games. And then they got the goal with Richarlison. I think this is going to even be worse now because we've got to sort of open up a little bit to go and get the goal, which obviously, as we spoke about, we're not very good at. Um, but I thought we grew into the game. Once we got our goal, I thought we grew into the game a little bit more. I think they scored so their second. I think, I, me personally, think against the run of play which can kill you. Sometimes you can just sort of go, oh, no, especially against these top quality sides. But no, I think they showed a lot of sort of fight. They showed a lot of Everton to sort of keep going and make sure that they didn't get a third. And then just go, you know what, if we keep it at one, we'll go and get the equalizer, which we did. Yeah, Lydia and I was at the game and I when Richardson scored his first, with the first goal, I thought, oh no, I might just go home now. And honestly, I really did think that. The mood I was in last week, Jamie can vouch for it, I was in a terrible mood, Everton-wise, last week. And I was thinking, I'm going home. I'm not staying for this. But 
I actually think we we played well after that, and I thought it was a good result in the end. What you, what what are your overall thoughts on the game? Did you watch it? I watched the first half. Um, I was travelling at the time, so I watched the first half. Um, and then I just sort of when they got their first goal, um, I sort of and especially with it being with Charlton, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a downer every time you score. But you've got to do what you've got to do for your team. Um, yeah, I just thought, do you know what? Got to give it another 45 minutes, yeah, um, or so. So we'll see how it goes from there. But I didn't watch the second half. I've been watching, like, the highlights and the clips and stuff. Um, but I thought, really, we give a good fight. Um, me, me watch was going off at the end. And I was just like, oh, my days. Like, how many bookings and stuff, which I know we'll probably get into. But it's yeah. just like, I think we did give a fight, and that was a proper Everton spirit. To see the fight go on, um, like we know how. So, yeah, I think it was a battling performance, wasn't it? I don't think. I mean, there's a lot of things you can say about the seven team quality wise. I don't think we quite got the quality, but the one thing you, you can't say is that they don't stop. They do not stop fighting, do they? And they don't stop playing till the very end. And uh, yeah, I thought it was a battling performance, but I'll stick with you then. And you've just brought it up before, Richarlison. Right now, there's a bit. You're, you're on Twitter. I see you on Twitter. Now, what's what's your opinion on people? Because he scored the goal, then he turned to the Gladys and he done a little bow and he went like that to his chest and it's sort of like a shoddy thing. What What are your opinions on it? Would Do you think the fans are cringy for applauding an opposition player scoring each seven or do you understand it? Um, I sort of, in the moment, I was angry. I was sort of like, if you're going to score a goal, at least do a little celebration for the team. Um, I, th- I know he's doing it out of respect, out of his old team and the supporters because all the I know the majority of the supporters are behind Charlton. I just think he's got a lot of respect for us, which I'm I appreciate and I'm here for. But I just think sometimes like you need to sort of let it go and sort of be more within your own team that you're in now because I yeah. can I can understand that their fans are probably confused as to why. Um, yeah. And only us Evertonians know what it means to us that Richardson's obviously playing at Goodison and it's got a meaningful like meaning behind it. Um, and yeah. but I just think I think if you're gonna score a goal, you should celebrate. Yeah, you know what? I, I, I'd agree with you there. I think you should celebrate. Me, you know, if it was me, and listen, I love Everton, but if I play for Everton and I come back and score instead of front of the Gladysy, that Gladys is getting her off me. It just is like it is. It's getting it off me because I know how much yeah. it want and more. I sort of respect him for it, for how he respects us. But listen, if the little twat respect us that much, just don't score. So, I mean, that's that's two <laughs> yeah. games, three goals now. Jamie, where yeah. do you stand on it? I mean, I know in the ground, obviously he scored. There was no applause when he scored. And he says, but as I say, he bowed to the Gladys Street and then he gave him a little clap because it was sort of like a, a respect thing. But these are goals that could send Everton down. And I mean, don't get me wrong, it's not going to be Richarlison's fault if Everton get relegated, but it all contributes towards it. So we're, what are your thoughts on applauding the next player for scoring a goal against us? I don't applaud, I don't think you're applauding him as he scored the goal is is any good. You know, I think with Richarlison, I've got to be honest, I, I still love him. When he scored, I was just like, I can't believe you've done this. It was like, an, it was like seeing your ex just looking, walking in the room with a multi-millionaire thinking... 
I haven't got a well pot done. of pissing, and you, <laughs> well you've done. just you've done this to me of all places. Um, yeah, it was just guttering, and and listen, he's got to put the ball in the net, and the two goals he scored are instinctive goals. Uh, you know, they're just him being a professional footballer, a striker. He he forgets where he is. You can see that when it is first goal, he sort of goes to celebrate. He's had um, a hard time there, and he he's had a hard time there as well. He's 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 finally. Yeah. I know we're not here to yeah. talk about Spurs, by the way, but he's finally, you know. Got his feet under the table now, and he's I think that's six and six or something like that. Yeah, I think as well, Paulo. We don't we're not booing him. Do you know what I mean? Like if yeah. you come back and you like Barkley with or Gordon, and he thinks he's probably going to get a clap and you're there booze. That'll get you. Yeah, then then you want to celebrate. Then it'll wind you up. Then you think oh, I'll give Rooney. Do you know when Rooney come back and he kissed the badge? That's purely because we give him loads. Um, with Richardson, we don't boo him. You know we've still got that respect for him. So. I think it's it's hard. I I didn't like the clapping, but I understood it because I thought, well, he has been very very respectful, especially the second one where he sort of puts his top over his head to say, "Have I really just done that again?" You know, it's I need just to like, stop. I need to stop yeah, now. That was, it was like I need to stop now. It does. It and it just, yeah, I just feel sorry for him. I felt sorry for. Him. I've got to be honest. People might go, "Oh, he scored two, but you could tell he was so frustrated that he wanted to celebrate, but he ju- he would not allow himself to yeah. do it." Yeah, I think it speaks yeah. volumes, doesn't it, Lydia, that, you know, he's, James just mentioned Anthony Gordon, Ross Barkley, Wayne Rooney, they've all been abused when they've come back to Goodison. And they're only born down the road. And then you've got a lot who's from the favelas in Brazil, Brazil, who, who we all love. It's, it's a bit of a weird one. And listen, I love Richarlison. I really do. I just found, and I know they weren't applauding the goal. I know they weren't. No, no, no one's stupid enough. Not even I'm stupid yeah. enough to do that. But yeah. I just thought, like, come on, let's just leave for today and, He's the enemy for this day. That's that's what I was thinking. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. So it's like where, like God, like you were saying, Gordon, Rooney, Barkley, even Awobi, when they've come back to play us, we've booed them when we've got the ball. Um, and I feel yeah. like if anyone was to do that in like Parkins or Gladys Street, and and we were to boo with Charleston, we'd get looks. You get looks because yeah. people would be like, "Wow, well, what? Why are you booing him?" I don't know. We just hold a special place in Everton Park, really, doesn't he? Um. And I just don't know why on Saturday, um, his first goal really, like, really, touched, not touched me, but it, it got to me a little because I thought he went to celebrate. Did you see that? He actually yeah, went he to celebrate. Yeah, he forgot himself, didn't he? He realised where he was. Yeah. And then sort of slowed himself down. And then it was his teammates around him that were trying to egg him on. And it was just like, yeah, I just had a lot of mixed emotions from that first goal, I think. Yeah, I think a lot of us felt the same. And listen, I don't know if anyone agrees with me. Listen, Richardson was great for Everton. And he scored some good... I don't remember him scoring goals like that for Everton. They were great goals then. <laughs> they were I, I, I was saying to me, brother, <laughs> next week, well, where the fucking hell have they been, them goals? We, we've been saving them up. They're always like yeah. scuffed shots that went in against us. But they were fantastic goals then. I mean, yeah. absolutely brilliant. I mean, he stood on his own for the first one, by the way. I will say that. But the second yeah. one, brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Probably because he's got Madison yeah. next to him, mate, passing him the ball. That's he's never had that, has he? He's a Hammers Rodriguez. Say, yeah. No, no, he had Hammers, but he was when a centre forward at Hammers, was he? He was a winger at Hammers or sort of in behind Carvent Lewin, so Yeah. There's still a little part of me that thinks Richardson will play for Everton again. Then we go to town. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe when he's about forty three or something, I don't know. Yeah. But listen, I'm old enough to remember Duncan Ferguson coming back to Goodison and, and getting boot. No. I'm old enough to remember yeah. that, so I think he played for Newcastle. He put a tackle in against someone, and he just started booing him. And I remember being a kid going, "This big dunk, he can't do this to big dunk," but he did. So 
Yeah. And we still we still all wear shit for dunk now, don't we? We still all look at him where he is now. Um and we just think, oh you can't and Jamie's just, been you can't. Jamie's been to see uh what's in the Venice. Oh wow, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh it was, it was circumstance like my mate lives in Inverness, but when I realised I could go and watch Big Duncan, I nearly hugged him when I got the chance. He jumped oh. on him. Was yeah. that a bit so, emotional, like? Um, it was, because, to be honest... Didn't Everton win the same day, Jamie? Yeah, 3-2. Well, yeah. yeah, so they yeah. won 3-0 in Vanessa. And that, you know, shout out to me, mate, never seen any goal, because he wanted to go for a pint at half-time. All <laughs> three of them come with in 45 minutes. Um, that, was a good, that was a good journey. Honest to God. Uh, but... Yeah, no, just as a little side note, but Duncan, he, he, he just, as soon as he finished, he just run up to, like, obviously people in, like, the wheelchairs and the family, where we, we would have the park end behind the goal and just hugged every single person. And was, everyone was like, mm. and I was speaking to people, and I was like, what do you think of him? They were like, we love him. All their fans were like, we absolutely love him. So I think that's just him. I think that's why he's got us, because everywhere he goes, he's sort of loved, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think players come and go, um, and there's only a small minority that we keep on one hand. And I think for Charlton is one of them, and obviously Duncan Ferguson is another. Um, yeah, they t- throw Kale forward. as well, the three of them. Yeah, you throw Tim yeah. Kale, the Charleston, and Big Duncan in the same category for me. Like, yeah, Beans yeah, and that, yeah, yeah, Colt Heroes. Yeah, so yeah, to me, yeah, Tony Hibbert as well. Oh, you're a big fan of Hibbert, are you? Oh, yeah, definitely. Like is that because of the way he played or because he didn't score? <laughs> I, <don't>, <laughs> <laughs> I think it was the way he always played, but I always have a core memory of standing in Park End um, on my seat with the Tony Hibber, like, jersey on. And I, all I used to do was my dad used to say to me, just help for Tony, just help for Tony mm-hmm. Hibber. And that's all I used to do. Mm-hmm. Um, there you go. Yeah. When Hibber scores... Lydia riots. Never, yeah. never got to riot though. <laughs> Once, and it was the worst, most blackest yeah. free kick ever. I honestly, I honestly oh, believe yeah. he, he knew that it, he wanted that status and never scoring forever in the end. He just stopped shooting in the end because he wanted it. That's all I think. He gave it up, yeah. Paul, do you ever remember he nearly scored in the derby? Yeah. Shot straight at the goalie, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, remember, yeah. yeah. I remember that. I remember going white and my legs went and everything. just remembering <laughs> who it was. Yeah, that doesn't happen to us. No. But uh, yeah, listen, mixing emotions on Richarlison. I think we're all in agreement. We all love him, but stop scoring against Evan. If you really <laughs> love him, stop scoring against Evan. Yeah. But uh, talking of goals, we got back into the game with what we all thought was a Dominic Calvert-Lewin goal. Now you all know I'm on this podcast. I, I love Dominic Calvert-Lewin. I really do. I rate him. Not a lot of people do. I think more and more people are starting to go off him, but I still rate him. I just think he needed that goal and that goal somehow. Lydia was snatched away from him. I mean, I still, I've still watched that a hundred times. I still think it's his goal. Yeah, I exactly that. I said that the other day. I don't know who I was speaking to, and I said, I watched that back, and the last touch was his header. I'm pretty sure that bounce, it was off his head and into the goal, and I just don't understand how Harrison got that. I think it's brushed his knee, hasn't it? But, I mean, that's... We're talking, like, centimetres here. It's just... It's a ridiculous one, but I think Calvert Loon straight away knew, didn't he? He was pointing at Harrison straight away, Jamie. I mean, oh. it was odd. He, he needed that, didn't he, Calvert Loon, as well? I, I, it was just such a shame that because I thought he played well, to be honest. He did. He did. He led the line well. He sort of got us up the pitch, holding the ball. It's the best, to be honest, you know yourself, Paul, on our voice notes many times. I've been critical of Calvert Loon 
I think we all have. Don't forget, you know what I mean. We've all we're all blind to. Don't look at Calvin Lewin and go, he's the best player in the world. We can criticize him, and but he played he played well on Saturday, and uh, I thought when I was, I was buzzing when I thought it was him. Thought brilliant, you know, this might be it now. And then when it come up, Harrison, I was just like, I hope he hasn't seen that. I hope at half time they go, no, it's you, lad. You know, it's just I felt sorry for him, but. I'm looking more, he's in their positions. I like that's what the Calvert Lumina wants. He's in, in and around that box where, you know, if it was Tarkovsky heading that ball and then it's Harrison, I would be a bit like, where's Calvert Lewin? But he was there. He was just unlucky. Yeah. I'd still say it was his goal. Honestly, it really would. Yeah. I'm not going to ever say that it's Harrison's goal to me, but listening in the books, it goes down as a Jack Harrison goal. And now I think it's 18 games to go for Calvert Lewin now. But yeah, I do think he played well. Uh, so we obviously we got back into the game with that, and I thought our tails were up. Then I thought there'd only be one winner. It'd be us, like you said earlier on, Jamie. It was against the run of play. They got that second goal. Um, yeah, I, I, it's completely against the run of play. But then we kept going and going and going in the second half, and we get a free kick. It was a free kick, wasn't it? At the end of the game, um, yeah. it gets flicked on. Jared Brantway to the back post puts it into the back of the net, and. The whole place goes berserk, I go berserk, and then you see that thing flashing on the screen. VAR checking goal for offside, and it was it done that for both goals. Uh, I know we're sick of talking about VAR, but we have to talk about it. What 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 is going on? What especially with Everton, it just feels like they're looking for every opportunity to take a goal off of us, don't he? Yeah. Jamie. Yeah. Yeah, it's um VAR. What what we know what what can I say? That's not already been said. They're just looking for everything, slowing everything down, making sure everything's offside, anything's onside. They just we said it didn't make stop get stop sort of looking for things. And you said, didn't you put a timer on it? Just put a timer on it. If you haven't made your decision in 30 seconds, the goal stands. It's as simple as that. The liner hasn't put his flag up. You haven't flagged for offside. So it's it. It sucks the life out of the game, Paul. That's a 94th minute equalizer. Massive point. A good listen. And as soon as that goes up, you're just like, you celebrate, but then you're a bit like, really? I've got to try and like fake a second celebration, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um. Don't get me wrong, listen, we sat there and criticised it, he got it right. If the liner puts his flag up and flags Brantwaite offside, they'd have come back and gone, he's not, he's onside. So, you know, it does have its sort of purpose and its uses. It's just not used properly. Yeah. Well, Lydia, this is your first time on the Paddy Blues, so you might as well let rip on what you think about VAR because obviously you go to the match as well. It's for when you stood in the stand like I was last week and I, I let myself, I, I said I would never let it do it again after Connor Cody's goal against Liverpool last season, but I did go berserk. I was hugging everyone around me for Brantwick's goal and then you feel like a twat then because you see that on the screen, you go, I've just wasted all that energy. I'll probably have a sore throat after the game for nothing now. So, what are your thoughts on VAR and how it's getting used in the Premier League this year? I just think, I just personally, I just think next season they should ban it, which is not going to be a thing of its past. It's not going to be done. Um, I it's just so deflating. It's so tiring, especially as an Everton fan. Um, when you sat in them stands and you see that VAR possible offside or possible no goal scream up and you're you've got all this energy and this buzz that you've just scored another goal and that pops up you just feel deflated you just feel like crying from the inside out 
I just I'm just sick of it now. I'm just like the decisions aren't being made at the right time. They get the it's like a delayed reaction, and then when you listen to audios that have been posted on online of the audios, it's just baffling. Like how they communicate to each other is shocking, and that front person, that referee, is getting all these people in his ear, and he's just like whether he makes that decision on the spot or not to be correct is a different one. But some of the some of the audios I've seen of VAR, um, cover light. It's just frustrating. It doesn't clear it up, does it? No, no. you see that audio of Howard Webb, you think, right, this this will make it all clearer to me. It actually makes mm. it worse. And as you say, listen, I don't like the referees, but if you're the referee, you sort of have a little bit of sympathy for them because he's got three or four people in his ear saying, check that, check that, it's not a goal or it's a foul or a red card. Your head must fall off, mustn't it? You'd be like, well, I'll have to go with what they say, even though I don't think it's a foul. It's like it's just they a... know. Sorry. Go on, carry on. It's like they know... Um... It's like they know we needed that point. We needed them. Yeah. That was big for us. And for them to pop that up on the screen, I don't know what the stands were like for you, Paul, but I can imagine it just went from happy, like, cheerful stands to just, like, did it go quiet or was it sort of like, oh, here we go again, sort of thing? Yeah, it's sort of like a, it's a, a collective, oh, fucking hell. That's, that, that's what it is, isn't it? Yeah. Because you're all made up, you're screaming and... You're all jumping all over each other, and then you see that flash up, and you go, "Oh God!" And because you're an Evertonian, you instantly go to, "It's not a goal." Do you get know what I mean? If you support them over the party, it's all right. It'll be given. It's a goal. But where else you like? That won't be a goal. I just yeah. celebrate it for nothing. And listen, I talk about my dad a lot on this podcast. My dad has missed the last few home games because of VAR. Now I've spoke to, and I've sat down and spoke to him. Said, "How oh, come we don't want to go to the match?" He said, "It's just." I just hate it. It's just sucked the life out of him at the moment, football. And that's genuine, that as well. I'm not making it up for effect. He just doesn't want to go to the match anymore because of VAR. And then I got up, when I, when I spoke to my dad after the game, I was like, did you see that? He went, that's why I don't go to the match. He said, it's for, it's for the TV audience only. You can imagine in the far reaches of Kazakhstan or in America, someone, someone watching Sky Sports and being made up, oh, is it a goal? Is it a goal? But why are you still in the stand? You're like, this is awful. Yeah. I could go on about VAR. I could do my own one-man podcast about VAR. Honestly, <laughs> I really hate it. But just back to the game, I know, Lydia, you brought it up earlier on about yellow cards and stuff like that. It seemed everything that any Everton player done, Michael Oliver was all over them and dishing the yellow cards out. But every time a Tottenham player done something, nothing happened to them. Uh, he's just another awful referee, isn't he? Oh, yeah. Um, he's, one, he's up there with one of the worst referees I've ever come across um me watch like I was saying I had my phone in my pocket and I thought I can keep up to date on my watch and it was just the app going off and off and off and off and it was like the likes of Dobbin Sean Dyche getting books and I was just looking at me watch yeah. like, people around me must have thought what's she doing and I'm just looking at me watch like what the actual hell is going on and I'm like I need to watch this back because one after the another there was a button there was a button and it was just like he was just given out willy-nilly, like, he just wanted to give them out. And it was predominantly to all the Everton players, and I thought, oh, I'll give, yeah. give up. It was. I mean, it's no coincidence, Jamie, that Michael Oliver's a, a mad Newcastle fan. Um, we all know how we feel about Newcastle on this podcast. And I think Evertonians just don't like Newcastle United duty, but it seems to shine through when he does Everton games. But what I will say is there's a few corners few dodgy corners where Everton stood on the goalkeeper 
And in any other game, they might be giving us fouls, but he did let them go, didn't he? But he's still a twat, isn't he? Let's be honest. Oh, yeah, of course he is. You know, he's meant to be our best one as well, by the way. He's meant to be our best referee. What does that yeah, tell you? Yeah, Anthony Taylor, isn't it? Hmm, really? Seen. You know what I mean? Um, I've seen that thing on Twitter where he's cleaning the audio up, apparently. And that, it's, is that black? That's got to be black. I don't black, know. Surely. I, think, I, I, I think it is, but the way, if you watch Tarkovsky when he's talking, it does look real. From, but I don't know whether that's just because he's lip read him and gone. That's what is he's that saying. Where Pickford's calling him. Uh, what's he calling him? Jordy. Jordy or something. Yeah, yeah. Oh, is that, yeah. yeah. I said we can't use that one. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's just they're all crap, mate. They're honestly, just the, the whole. There's not a good referee. There isn't. There's not a referee where years ago you used to sort of get. I know we don't like him, but you used to get like a Mark Clattenberg or a Howard Webb or a. You know they were crap at the time, but. They're better than what we've got now. We've actually gone. The, the league's gone better and they've got more help and they've gone worse as referees. I don't get it. You know, it's like, I just honestly don't get how they've gone worse from when, like, Mike Riley come on the scene. You know, all them Graham Paul, all them types of referees. They were old school referees who just didn't care. But as you've just said, it's, they can't make decisions anymore. They're not allowed to make decisions. Yeah. They're not refereeing the game. They're just... Stood there going, oh yeah, that's a foul. Oh yeah, that's a, that's a throw in. Just I don't know. I can't. I, I think let's get it the nail on the head. I mean, if you've got three different people in your ear telling you to change your mind, you're not going to say no. I'm right and you're all wrong, are you? No, you're not. He, no, you, you're going to take their advice. It's just shit. And listen, I, I was going to bring this point up later on into the podcast, but while we're talking about how bad referees are and stuff like that, it's come out today that blue cards are to be introduced for fo- football simbins. The wow. players removed from field for ten minutes for cynical fouls or dissent. <laughs> who wants to t- who wants to take this one first? Go on, Liddy, you go for it. What 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 is happening to this game? Oh, do you know what? I just thought the game's the game's shambles anyway. And adding that and seeing that all over Twitter today, I thought, do you know what? No one's gonna want to watch football next season. No one's gonna want to watch it in a few years' time. The sport has actually gone to crap. Um, and I've seen a few valid Say points. Say don't worry, you'd say shit if you want. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to be polite. <laughs> <laughs> um I seen someone actually make a ballot point to saying what if a blue card was shown to a goalkeeper? Yeah. Yeah, what happens there, yeah. Yeah. It's like as well, like it's it's like putting the grown men and women into an autocorner for ten minutes. Like oh, yeah, I don't know what Um <laughs> Ashley Young getting a blue card every ten minutes. He might as well not be played because he will get a blue card every other ten minutes. Yeah. The likes of Ashley Young, do you know, who's prone to get a uh, yellow. Yeah, yeah, because he's more vocal as well, and he, yeah. he does a lot of talking to the referee as well. You've only got to take it the wrong way, and they go right. Won't sit over there for ten minutes. <laughs> it's just, it's just crazy. I just think it's just a TV sport. I put a tweet out. I, I think it's just made for TV. You'll have the Simbin sponsored by McDonald's. And it'll go over and it'll go to the Simbin. Simbin cam and it'll be like Ronald McDonald sitting there or something like that. Not a big M on it, just like McDonald's, just for, or Samsung or someone like that. And it's just it's just for the TV audience. You'll have red card sponsored by fucking Toys R Us, yellow card sponsored by just shitty companies and that. It's just like it's just all to make money. It's just it's taking the sport away from us, isn't it, Jamie? It's just what did you think when you seen that news today? I just laughed my head off to be honest with you. Yeah, I did. It just what I kept, what I kept thinking of is some fella stood in the paddock of the Bullens going, "Hey, that's a blue card." 
that's just yeah. not going to happen, is it? You know, yeah. uh, what, what? Get your card out, Atwell. <laughs> yeah. <The> blue one. <laughs> but I just, what's a yellow card then? Yeah. You know, if a blue card is for descent, and I think it was basically whipping someone up, what's Beautiful a yellow card? Are yellow cards though? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, what would be a yellow? Is a blue card before a yellow card, or is a yellow a blue card in between yellow and red? You know, uh, can you get a yellow card? Can you get a blue card and then come on and get two yellows and be sent off? It's just, I, I don't get it. Honestly, God, it was just like. He's a, he's honestly clutching at straws. I've been booked here. Um, <laughs> I just honestly, me, they're just clutching at straws. I've seen it and I just thought, are you actually serious that you're going to try and give someone a blue card and then go, oh yeah, you can come back on it in ten minutes. So them ten minutes that they're off, are they going to go? Well, okay, then we'll you can make a sub. What or... happens if five minutes to go? Did they, they miss the game? Not what happens if there's five minutes to go, so you get a 10 minute sim bin and it gets to 19. There's only four minutes added on, you missed you have for the rest of the game. Yeah, you can't, you've got to start, you can start, but you've got to start it in the box with your shinies on and then come on in the next game with a minute. They haven't thought about it, they threw it out there because they think we're getting loads of stick here. Let's just throw something out, see what the reaction is with the pundits and you Gary Neville's and all that, and then we'll just scrap it. He won't so do that. Put a crap and tweet out. I think, I think it was the county law bobblers basically saying. There's more stuff coming like VAR and now this simbin is is to stop draws. It's like they want a result. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You know, because yeah. a lot a lot of the criticism aimed at football or soccer, as they call it over there. We love our American audience, by the way. I'm just saying, back in the day, is that there was too many draws. You know, you'll have a team play like similar to Everton. Sean Dice, I think it's fair to say, will play for the draw, but now with the simbin, you're like, there's more chance of us losing because you're a man down. Is, mm-hmm. is there something in that? I don't know. Uh, it's just, is it two uh, men though, Paul? If you get a if you get a, if the core gets a blue card, can then Ashley Young get one? Or is it only one person allowed in the box? Can they get someone as well? Can you have two blue cards? What the fuck? Oh, Come yeah. on, scrap it. Get rid of it. It's ice hockey, isn't it? I think Melinda brought it up as well again on Twitter called a power play, innit? I think it's similar to that. It's like imagine. Hope you have it, doesn't it? What's that? Sorry. Imagine using that blue card on Saturday instead of the yellow that he was throwing out. We'd have like seven players on pitch. <laughs> nah, just, it, yeah. it's, it's, a lot of stuff goes on on the pitch where players are having a go with each other and having a go with the referees and linesmen and that, and they're just constantly going to be getting sent to this forbidden zone, this sin bin. <laughs> it's just going to be ridiculous. They'll all be having punch ups in there and everything. You'll have like, someone arguing on the pitch, you'll send them two blue cards and they'll carry on fighting in the sin bin. Did he get sent off then for fighting in the same bin? Imagine Jordan Piffer getting a blue card. He'd laugh in the referee's face. He'd be like, you taking the mic? Like, just... you're giving me a blue card for wasting time. Ten minutes on things like this, It will happen as well because it just it just seems like they just want to take the sport away from us. Yeah. It's like I was going to say before, like I was saying in the game on uh, Saturday, I don't think we need Landsman anymore because the telly's doing his job for him. The delayed, aren't they? They delay the reaction yeah. of... Uh, of a um, Tottenham slagger offside, yeah, yeah, offside. They just delay it, and you think that's offside, that's offside, and they don't do it until the ball's being kicked towards the goal, and then they put the flag up, and it's like that delayed reaction while you're stood there running up and down the line. What's well, that? It's like you doing your job in it, but you're like, listen, I, I don't really have to do nothing here because someone's gonna fix whatever I've done anyway. That's what it's like. So if I miss something, the te- the TV will clear it up for me anyway. So you don't yeah. need them, do you? 
No. Don't need have, seen the one that, have you seen the one that was about, honest to God, I reckon he was about six yards offside and the lines were runs with him. Is He's... that the Calvert-Lewin one? He's full no, I think it was it was it was just a normal random game. Sure, it was like Newcastle v Bournemouth or something mad, and he just let he just let the play go on, and he brought it back. And honestly, God, the Lions would have been on either side of the pitch. And I'm thinking, okay, you let it run, fine if it's close, and if he scores, you go back to it. But that's you not being able to do your job. If you can't see that gap, that's just you being a terrible linesman or lineswoman. Sorry. Lance person. Oh, yeah. It's a Lance person. Blind assistant referee. <laughs> yeah. I think Edison's Man City's goalie got injured, didn't he, a few weeks back? Yeah. Well, the flag didn't go up and he flew out at the attacker, obviously, to stop him from scoring. And he's got hurt in the process, but then the flag went up and he was miles offside. And it's going to cause someone's going to get like break the leg or something. Stones against us. If you think he's offside, put your flag up. Yeah. Joking. It's just ridiculous. We could be, again, we could do our own little podcast about talking about referees and officials, but we don't... So we're all saying no to this blue card. Get in the bin, because I am. Yeah. Blue card, the blue card. Yeah, shite. And you know, it'll just be Everton. We get the blue card, no one else ever gets it ever again. <laughs> That's why it's called blue. Yeah. You'll have a big Everton badge on it. <laughs> up the toffees. But uh, just going back to the game then, because we've got a bit sidetracked there. Um, standout performances for me, Idris Gay was head and shoulders, the best player on the pitch. Jamie, did, would you agree with that or did anybody else really stand out for you? No, spot on. He was just showed how, how much we miss him. I know he's took a lot of stiff lately. I don't understand why. I think he's so important to Everton, especially the way Dice plays. Um, he's a class footballer. People might not agree with that. People might say, oh, his legs are gone. This guy makes us a better team. Simple as that. Defensively, yeah, people go, well, he can't. He goes forward and he's crap. He's not meant to go forward. He's not that player. He's never been that player. So his job on the pitch is to win the ball and stop and break down plays. And he's brilliant at it. I and with you, Paul, I thought he was the difference. If I'm honest. Yeah, Lydia, would you? I know you said you only watched the first half. You watched the highlights of the second half. I just thought Garnagay was just fantastic. I know he's like 33, 34. Is the engine on him, his legs, and not to get up and down the pitch. He, and he is a better player than people give him credit for, in my opinion. But I do have a bit of a soft spot for him. But I thought he had a good game. And is there anybody else that stood out for you apart from him? You know, yeah. Um, I mean, before when you see him start on 11 and you're looking at it and you think, oh, God. And then when he actually played, it made us realise how much we missed him while he'd been yeah. away. And it shows him that he's one of our actual up there good players at the minute, and it just re- it just shows us how much we miss players like him. Um, yeah, I think he stood out well, and I think Branthwaite had a good game. He's brilliant, isn't he, Branthwaite? Yeah, honestly, yeah. he's just something else, really, isn't he? Um, what about Godfrey? I thought Godfrey had a good game as well. Godfrey has been unbelievable the last two games he's been starting. Um. I think he should start more. Yeah. Moment. I think there's an argument. to Listen, obviously, we all love Seamus Coleman, but we're going to have to use him sensibly, aren't we? I mean, I don't think it's fair to throw him in every game, but he's out of the Patterson for me, Ben Godfrey. 100%. Um, Patterson at the minute is just not playing up to standard, I don't think. Um, I'd rather play Godfrey. Um, Coleman should only now 
be used when he needs to be used. I just think it's worrying with him having these accidents. Um, I just think we just need to keep him benched until he's actually needed and play the likes of Godfrey and Patterson where need be. But I definitely agree. I think Godfrey should be starting over Patterson at the minute. Yeah. Jamie, uh, Godfrey's recovery speed is important, and it? We've seen it in the last two games where teams have got in behind us in that final pass, and he you make up a lot of ground just to clear it out for the corner. I don't think we've got any other defenders who possibly ran to it, who is supposed to be really quick, but his recovery pace is important, isn't it? Yeah, especially in that position. Um, you know, I, I think you look at his sort of game before he got back into the side with Burnley, that challenge he made uh, just before half-time, that's again recovering, and it's just quick off the mark. Is one against Fulham? Where he's sort of running back as well and stops Willian scoring. And then the wing he's been the wingers he's been up against. No one's really got past him after and like being him out where he's just like, oh my god, he's left him for dust. I know Patterson, me and you have said that he dives in Patterson, they'll just get spun and then he can't get back. They've gone then, the wingers just gone. Um Yeah, he's square on, any Patterson. Yeah, it's yeah, we're Godfrey. The thing with Godfrey, obviously, but I think the reason it'll work in the dice team. And it looked better. Is no one's expecting him to go forward. I think if we were a team that like bomb on as a sort of fullback, going cross the ball, going sort of get in with the attack and like play. Like Arnold for them, you mean? Like Arnold yeah, for them? Yeah, or like a Kyle Walker that type of play. He'd be yeah. a bit like he's not good. He's no good in. But because we're so Michalenko, that's why I think Michalenko's been brilliant as well. Because going forward, he's not the best. But Godfrey for me, mate, is is our right back. I've got to be honest. Until he has a you know a couple of stinkers. Touch wood, like you know, we we play on the weekend, but that's Jamie's just done it now. That's it. Thanks, thanks, Jamie. Yeah, I know. <laughs> this weekend doesn't count, by the way. Um, yeah, <laughs> but I think he's, he's credit to himself as well, isn't he? You know, the, the noise around him, he must have been thinking, oh, I'm on the door yeah. He, he must have been preparing himself for a new life, a new club, and he's been thrown in, and he's sort of gone, Yeah, all right, I'll stay in there, I'm gonna stay in this team. Yeah, I agree with you. Lydia, I just want to come back to you on the midfield because I missed the point out to you. Uh, obviously, as you said, you know, we realise what Ghana Gay means to us when he doesn't play. We've realised how much we miss him. What well, who would be your best midfield duo out of James Garner, Adrissi Ghana Gay, or Amadou Onana or James Garner? Because I don't think Onana and Ghana Gay can play in a two. That was hard to say all that, by the way. That was really, really <laughs> hard to say all that. Then, by the way, what, What's what the question, the... Paul? Yeah, no, no, I'm asking that again. <laughs> Who's the best midfield duo, do you think? Because I think Adrissa Garnagay and James Garner complement each other really well. But I am a fan of Amadou Onana, but it's it's a nice problem to have, isn't it? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I think Adrissa and Garner, um, Garner play really well together as a duo, um, massively. I think... When Adrissa and Onana are playing together, it's sort of a clash, and yeah. one of them, it, it predominantly Onana has a bad game. I think the duo at the minute, especially seeing how they played on Saturday, for me, it would have to be Adrissa and Ghana. Yeah, you said it better than me, Adrissa and Ghana. Well, better than me. I've just got my heads falling off there with all that. <laughs> I then the tongue twisting it and mucking yeah. it up. Yeah, <laughs> Jamie, what are your thoughts on that then? Because I. I like all three players, me. I know Anana comes in for a little bit of stick, but I do actually like them, all three of them. But I do think James Garner and Adrissa Garner, 
work really well together. Yeah, um, I I would personally like to see um, Adrissa Adrissa and Anana play. We'll have to get off the subject soon. I know, I know. I, th- I just think we need to play. And I think Anana needs to just play a little bit further up the pitch. I know he's been playing well as a six, but I think he's got an actual number six behind him who will just sweep everything up. He won't be afraid to take risks. You know, we won't be afraid to pass the ball straight through or, you know, do a certain pass. He might get good as because he'll get a dog's life. But I just think I'd like to see that more, Anana and Adrissa Gay. I don't mind James Garner, by the way, but if I had to pick a pair, it would be them too. He's been annoying you lately, though, hasn't he? You've got to be truthful. He has, he's started to annoy you. I thought second half against Tottenham, he was really good. But first half, I, I thought he was a bit off it for the first 20, 25 minutes. Yeah, he has. It, it, it sort of started from um, the, the Aston Villa game. He's been diving in. He, he, he seems to like this sort of lunging tackle and try and win the ball back. No, the way Anana does that slide tackle and sh- yeah. scoops the ball. He seems to be trying to do that. His passing, I think, has been off. Maybe he's just needed another midfielder next to him, mate. I know that sounds daft, but don't forget, since you know, then two have not been there. He's had he's been playing with McNeil, then Gomez come in for a spell. You know, he hasn't really had someone that he can go right and oh, you play, I don't know, you play. I'm just going to play my game instead of worrying about whether you can do yours. Yeah, definitely. Um, right, we'll move on from that game then. Um... Lydia, I just want to get your thoughts because I'm going to go into all this 10 points deduction now because you're new to the podcast. I want to get your initial thoughts on when Everton were actually deducted 10 points. What, what was going through your mind? Were you thinking we're finished? Why always us? Why does this keep happening to us? Or just give us your thoughts on how you felt at the time. Oh, it was... I can still remember that day. I was sat in work and I just saw it pop up on my Twitter and I thought, I have to say it three times to three different people. Is this real? And then I had to text my dad and I was like, is this real? I just, I couldn't get my head around it. And I thought, why is this happening to us? Like, we're having a really good time. We're getting up the table. And then all of a sudden, there's this 10-point deduction on us. Um, And while I'm talking about 10-point deduction, all I'm thinking of in my head is that 10-point deduction song. Yeah. <laughs> Which is brilliant, by the way. <laughs> but it was just, it really did shock me. And still to this day, I'm speechless and baffled yeah. at, all, at it. Um, I just can't believe it, and I, I'm, it, I don't, I can't imagine how Daesh and the players have felt getting that high up and getting that confidence on the table, getting knocked back down to the bottom three, bottom to um four. It's yeah, they done well to get out of it as well, didn't he? They did, but I think it's caught up with us a little bit. Like, I mean, yeah, don't get me wrong, we've thrown our last few games, but you can. You can see it's taking it out of them. Just uh, it must be hard, mustn't it, too? Because they don't belong where they are. But no. you know, we should be twelfth and sitting comfortably in twelfth. I mean, it's not dizzy heights by any stretch of the imagination. But for the last couple of years, haven't they been through? It's like a uh, Champions League football actually, wasn't it? Twelfth <laughs> at the moment, like it is. But uh, just sticking with you, then. Next week could be huge. I think next week is when we will find out our fate on that 10 points deduction whether we get it back whether we get some back whether we get none back do you just want to over and done it now and what do you think what's your gut telling you that's, that's going to happen next week do you think we'll get anything back or do you think we'll get none back or some or all I, of them sorry or all of them back I think we're going to get 
I think we'll get five or six points back. Okay. Um, I think we'll get a good amount back, but we won't get the full thing. Um, I'm really I'm nervous for it. Um, but something's telling me to remain positive and that the appeal's gone through successfully, and that we'll get something back from it, which will give hopefully give us a little that little bit more of a boost up the table than where we are now because where we are now is just it's just uncomfortable to see. Yeah, we need Luton to stop. Yeah. Doing what doing what they're doing, don't we really? I mean so, it's just unbelievable at the moment. It's typical, isn't it? Like Luton flying goals out their ass. Yeah. Just don't understand it. I got home from the game last week and I was like I was buzzing right without the bottom team. You see them beating Newcastle four two and you're like, hang on a minute, what's going yeah. on here? Why does this keep happening to us? But Jamie, did it feel you with confidence to know that that I'm not gonna say his name, everyone calls him Super Silk, don't he? Something yeah. Novanovich, this uh, <laughs> what is he? This this lawyer whoever or something like that. he was actually at the game last week. Um so does that feel you it, do you think that means anything or do you think Everton's just giving him a free ticket to go to the game? I think it's gotta mean something, Paul. Just because of you know, it looked like he was sort of walking down not with the fans, but he was sort of outside the ground and Everton had well I say Everton had Super Bowl. Surely someone's not daft enough. But surely someone's not daft enough to go, let's give him a ticket, because no one will ask him about the appeal. You know, surely someone, you know, and really, if he fails or if they were to go, if he was to come back and go, you know what, that didn't go the way I wanted it to go, Everton aren't going to want him there. Truthfully, you're not. You know, you're not going to want someone there who's failed you in probably the biggest court case in the club's history, really. You know, I it filled me with confidence thinking, it was like a bit of a thanks. Here's a ticket. Thank you very much for everything that you've just done, and this is what you've done it for. Look, this is the players. This is the fans. These. The, this is the club. Yeah, I don't know what to make of it. Really, I mean, I'm shocked that we haven't seen something. Usually gets leaked, doesn't it? it usually yeah. gets leaked well before we know it. And so, I think if we were to find out maybe say this time next week, I think I'd expect some news to start tickling up by next Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah. So whether we know our fate or something, I do think anything over five is party time for me. I think that's five points for Everton right now is, is unbelievable. Um, to get the, to get all the ten back, I mean, my God, town for days if that comes in. <laughs> it's, it's just, it is just. I just, said, didn't I? I wanted the open top bus. Yeah, mate. It can, yeah. It's it's what is it? It's uh, it's three wins and a draw, and for the team like Everton in our position. It's unbelievable, but it's a case of we'll have to wait and see for that one. So, moving on to Saturday then. Jamie, mm. are we really expecting anything there, Saturday? Uh, no. No, I've got to be honest, no. Yeah, and yeah. just to interrupt you, you're not going into it thinking, I don't want Liverpool to win the league, so let them beat us out. We're not, we're not at that stage, are we, already? No, no. Uh... I'm not. Um, I didn't. To be honest, that's the first time I've thought about that. I hope they beat us, but no. <laughs> I just for me, they're the best team in the world. I've said it for ages. They are. I watched them against Brentford. They went one 0 down, and I'm thinking, oh my god, here we go. And he done it to us. They went one 0 down against us, and he just went right. Okay, I just sort of woke up a little bit. Um, listen, we went there last season and drew one all. Why can't we? It's a valid point. Why can't we? Of course we can. It's football. Brentford went there and won as well. Um, I think, you know, I think they'd only just be Bournemouth or someone like that at one point. So 
it's so hard because it's well, it's just one of them games that you go, yeah, take a point and move on. But taking a, taking a point there is massive. Yeah, Lydia, what are your thoughts on Man City on Saturday? Then is it a case of just like right City, hope for the best? City for me, uh, if not one of the teams that I'm really nervous about. City always, City is always the team, and. I say this to myself, I think, come on, we, we've done it before, we can draw with them again. Um, and it's just seeing how they've been playing lately and like with the Brentford game, Brentford went one up, and it was just like, yeah, City for me is always a nervous game because they are, like Jamie said, they are the best team in the world. Um, yeah. So it's sort of like it's, I'm very nervous for it, um, but I, I do feel a bit, positive in it as well if we've got the right players on pitch um, I know we've got a few injuries but half of me is nervous, half of me is positive, we can always go into a game no matter who it is and have that feeling of we can win this Um, but yeah City is one of the teams that I'm really nervous of this playing Yeah I think it's, it doesn't matter you know what team you are I think going in on Saturday you're not, we're not expected to get anything, are we? Let's be honest. I mean, I don't think I'm out of order for saying that we're going to get beat. I think every man and his dog would say that Everton are going to get beat. If we were doing a coupon on Saturday, you'd put Man City. Yeah, you would, to beat Everton. It's just, just want to give a good account of ourselves. But we talked about the team there. Would you would you risk anyone, the likes of Decore, Onana, Coleman, or would you just say, listen, this is a free hit. Um, let's go again next week against Crystal Palace. Get out of here intact. Not disgraced. Uh, possibly get a point, which I think is probably the best Everton can all for. You never know, we could win. I'm not saying we can't, but would, basically, would you risk anyone or would you just give them another week to get better? Um, I'd give them another week. This isn't the game to bring anyone back into. You're just chasing people. No, let's be honest. Dice is going to set up the way he sets up. You know, you don't want sort of an Anna coming back from an injury, chasing the ball around for 90 minutes. Um. I just wanted to ask actually you, Paul, is this a is this a game where Everton should just go actually no one expects us to win? Let's just go for it. Why not? Try something try something new. Is it like can. a friendly? I don't think you can against them, mate. I think they'll just punish you. And just you know, if you if you went going low against them, you just leave a massive gaps at the back. I just think Erlen Ireland's wanna go he's about three games in now, he hasn't scored, he's gonna want a goal. Um him against Ben Godfrey again. He's got all the scores to settle. Um <laughs> No, I just don't, I just don't I think they're an anomaly, aren't they? Man City, I don't think the type of team you can say, right, let's just go for it. Oh, they're saying that though, Aston Villa beat them early in the season, they just went for it. But that yeah. was our Aston Villa. Yeah, well, Tottenham as well, no. didn't he? Yeah, I'm not expecting that, I'll be honest with you. Um I think we'll give a good account of ourselves, but when I say that, I say I don't think we'll get battered, he says. And we'll probably come off there with about an eight 0 defeat or something now. But <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's just one of them games, isn't it? It's a uh, it's a shame, really, that we have to play them. But well, I think my, I'll be more focusing. I don't know why. I think Luton plays Sheffield United. Of course they do, yeah. Yeah, of course. And I, I've said I don't want to pay pay attention to what other teams are doing, but it's hard, isn't it? So this weekend, I'm a Sheffield United fan, basically. <laughs> Tom Davis, who's a favour, Mason Olgate. Yeah, fucking hell, yeah. Oh, yeah, Mason Olgate can become the hero. A hero now, can he? What a loan! Yeah, they imagine that we send them on loan to Sheffield United, scores the winner against Luton at Luton. 
Well, yeah. well, we'll have to see, won't we? But uh, yeah, that's basically it for today. Um, I think we've covered everything. I did have a point about the new FFP and PSR rules changing next season, but we'll go into more detail about that next week when we hear about Everton's fate with the Premier League 10 point charge and stuff like that. So we'll revisit that next week. So yeah, nice one for joining us, Lydia. Been an absolute pleasure. Get you on again anytime you want. So that was a good little debut. That um, welcome to the Paddock Blues. You've done well there, and Jamie, you can just can do one. Uh, Thanks, no, only messing. Uh, <laughs> as always, up the toffees. Up the toffees. Thank you very much for having me on. Up the toffees. No Sports Social Podcast Network.